events for breakfast, your go-to guide for advice, top tips and events industry insights. My podcast is delivered in bite-sized chunks to help you digest information and expand your events expertise. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Events for Breakfast. I'm Kelly Frew, your podcast host and let's check in with everybody before we get going. Hey, how's your week been? I'm happy to say I've had a really productive week this week. I am in the final stages of planning a digital event which will be going live next week and I have to say I think I'm actually finally getting to grips with this virtual world now in terms of delivering events virtually and quite enjoying it and like many others I'm sure if we look back over the last sort of 12 months and reflect I would never have seen my events career going this way but we are very technology driven now and I do think it is a, a great leap forward for the industry. I'm sure some of you are shouting at me now saying no Kelly bring back live events and yes of course we do want those live events back but let's embrace the virtual for now hey let's stick with it. So coming on to some really good news and my watch out for this week. This watch out has made me really happy actually and it comes from Prime Minister Boris Johnson believe it or not. Now he has confirmed that the G7 summit is going to be scheduled to take place in Cornwall this year which is fantastic and it's it's scheduled to take place from the 11th to the 13th of June. And why is this such good news, hey? Well, if we think about it, all of the global leaders are going to be coming to the UK and the spotlight is going to be on Cornwall, which is an absolutely beautiful part of the country. So not only will it do wonders for the economy, but it would just show what a fantastic place the UK is. And of course, if we think more about the fact that we're holding the G Summit in June, it must mean that live events potentially can take place again in the summer. If this is being planned for the summer in June, then, you know, it does mean that there is a glimmer of hope there that live events will be back. So that makes me very, very happy. So I hope right now you're smiling as much as me about that thought. Now, coming on to today's episode, I am super excited to share this interview with you. I interviewed freelance events and hospitality manager, Narmeen Kamran. Now, Narmeen, some of you will know, she is super prolific on all of her social media. She is an advocate for personal development and well-being, and we had a fantastic chat all around setting goals, what personal development means, and how to really look after yourself. This is definitely gonna be an episode that you wanna get yourself a cup of tea for, sit yourself down, and enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your time. How are you doing? I'm really well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh no, it's a pleasure to have you. And as we've just been discussing before we press record, um, I've been following you avidly and your little journey. So we'll get into that a little bit later. But first of all, I was hoping you could just give our our listeners a little bit of insight about yourself and, and how you got involved in events. So I actually started in events probably around when I was like 16, um, volunteering at anime conventions, Uh, just to give you a little background about me. So I used to do a lot of that. And then I worked in hospitality throughout my studies. Um, So when I finished studying, I was an assistant general manager, and then I was already doing a lot of events in the venues I was working at. So then I naturally sort of progressed into the event side of things. 
Um, unfortunately, I lost my job due to the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but then since then, I've actually set up a my own podcast, as you know. Absolutely. Um, and then I'm just keep staying visible online and getting involved as much as I can. Which you're doing such a superb job in, by the way. And we will get on to that and how you've done that and built your sort of profile online. Um, but first of all, I just wanted to just delve into the sort of event side of you a little bit more and, and talk to me about the best event that you've ever worked on. Oh, gosh. Um, there's There's been so many. So I come from more of a staffing, hospitality, catering background. Yeah. So it's normally like on the day management, but I did plan internal events. So so the best event, probably either Pippa Middleton's wedding wow. or, <laughs> or the Brit Awards in 2020. Did I do the Brit Awards in 2020? I can't even remember now. Um, yeah, I did do the Brit Awards in 2020. Wow. Well, you played those two down, didn't you, at the beginning? <laughs> There's not many people that can say they've done both of those things. Yeah. <laughs> and did you get close to any stars whilst you were involved in that? Yes, I served Andy Murray at the wedding. Amazing. Um, and at the Brit Awards, I did not recognise anyone. <laughs> No, well, everyone looks so different in real life, don't they? They do. But yeah, what a great thing to have on your CV, hey? But what I am more super impressed about with you is how you have built your online brand and the sort of awareness and profile around yourself. And um, I know a lot of our listeners right now will be really interested to hear your story around that. So have you always been that entrepreneurial? No, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I mean, so... It basically started off when I was doing hospital masks. So back when I was on furlough, I was running a massive charity project, basically the scrubs campaign, making scrubs for our local NHS. And I was in charge of our local area and I wanted to do something to raise money for the hospitality industry. So I learned to sew face masks wow. and I did that all throughout through Instagram, basically just promoting it through Instagram um, having friends like share it as well. So I think that's sort of where it first started this whole like Instagram hype or yes. and I sold over 600 just through my inbox um, <laughs> and you and made wrote, all 600 yourself yeah made all 600 myself plus all the free ones for friends and family and I think we uh, it was just over 1800 pounds in the end for charity well done congratulations yeah and then so on the back of that it spurred you on to sort of think about yourself and your brand within sort of events Almost. So at the time, a lot of people were setting up event accounts um, yeah. like on Instagram. It sort of started in the first lockdown when people were starting their own like event journeys on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't done that. Um, I actually, after doing Hospo Mars, I got made redundant. So I actually decided to go traveling. And it was whilst I was out there, I decided to use my own personal account to put some event content out there. Realized that's not what I should be doing. And no. then created a separate one just because I post a lot of random stuff. And I don't think the event community wants to know me going into like, politics and like funny memes and all of that so I thought let's keep that separate um but that was after I actually came up with the podcast and started that account so yeah. in terms of a timeline it actually, it actually went the podcast and then my own event account brilliant and your podcast is so creative isn't it because it is around you know talking about what is everyone's dream event if they could just do any event whatsoever you know so it is really creative so is that is that the side of events that you love the creative side yeah I, I mean I love all sides of it but I felt 
at the in the industry at the time the creativity was missing because yeah. at the time that everything was all about um sort of educational hybrid pivot career journeys and that's great like I love that as well like I listen to all these podcasts I listen to yours yeah. you know everything has a place but what was missing was the creativity and that's what I wanted to put back out there yeah, because everyone wants that, that something to sort of aspire to, don't they? You know, because you're right at the moment, we're all sort of here in front of our laptops and thinking digital events and, and what they look like. And it, it does sort of forget the creativity is forgotten a little bit, isn't it? So and that's why we love events, don't we? We love yeah. them because of that big sparkle and that big, you know, the, the creativity that you see in, and the wow factor. So, yeah, I'm really pleased that you've brought that back into the industry and, and given us something to think about rather than rather than just virtual I shouldn't say that <laughs> it was but, supposed to be just a break from the educational side and just put some dreams and some fun back in there for a moment 100% yeah I love that dreams and fun and that probably comes nicely onto my next question actually around sort of your inspiration and your drive because you do come across as a very motivated person and we, we're we are focusing on self-development today so what drives you on and what what gets you out of the beds in the morning what's your inspiration so funnily enough, not much actually got me out of bed before 2020. So yeah. I actually have like quite a big history with mental health, um, including like suicide attempts a few years ago, being on medication on and off. Um, I actually had a breakdown and was off work for two months back in 2019. Okay. So I finally got better, finally finished a course of medication finally like got off medication in December 2019 so I started 2020 ready to be that person I was again because if you look at me when I was younger I was always outgoing motivated I was getting stuck in all the projects and so obviously I'd I'd lost a big part of myself over the last like five six years so 2020 was definitely supposed to be me just going out there like chasing dreams for everything Um, and then obviously we know what happened in 2020 for me um, getting involved with the charity project that really helped me because I didn't want to fall back into my old patterns of like not waking up you know just staying in bed Netflix you know I actually wanted to be who I was again and I always have that inside me but it's the actual doing that was the difficult part so you know you are the same person but for me it was just acting and doing so I've found myself a routine Uh, I already had a routine but like this was a lockdown routine I got back into running for a short while but I will say I still hate running um I'm I'm doing it again now but I would like to say still hate running um you're talking to an avid runner here (laughs) I run daily (laughs) I've just joined Raker Runners like the hospitality running group and we've got a challenge starting on Monday and not prepared for this so (laughs) yeah so basically getting back into that routine and knowing that I was actually helping so I had a morning routine I was working with the group um Hospro I incorporated meditation into my life started working out and this was basically me doing my routine of waking up and going to bed at a certain time but adding extra things in now that I didn't have the schedule of work and then also adding in volunteering on site every day from that then I then obviously got made redundant a few months later 
my redundancy was like particularly hard because of like the things that they'd said and obviously like bringing me down you know saying I had limited hospitality experience I was a supervisor at first and these were like things that really really hurt me and I've, I've been in the industry like 10 years like I understand the situation that's going on and it was really really hurtful but then I realized that's not true like everyone knows that's not true I spoke to my friends I spoke to my colleagues and it was like no you're, you you're not that so I think that sort of gave me a lot of motivation I needed a break though so I did go <laughs> traveling I'd, I'd never done anything like this before you know just up and leave the country for four months but <laughs> I've never done that um but I think that was a really good time for me to like spend time with myself. And also it's where I just ended up getting all this motivation. You know, I kept in touch with the industry. I know what I want to do. Um, obviously the situation is what it is at the moment. And I'm just doing what I can. I'm controlling what I can control. I'm focusing on that. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And you're so right. And I think uh, your journey in 2020, you know, there's a lot of positive um, outcomes there, isn't there? And I do think what happened in 2020, which was really good for a lot of people, a lot of things weren't good, was that a lot of people got to stop. I got, got to stop and reflect and really think about like, what they want in life. And, and, you know, and you taking that wonderful challenge and taking yourself off for four months, gave you that time to sort of just stop and reflect. And, and what I'm really pleased about is the fact that you didn't listen to the people that made you redundant. And, and that you are you are worthy and you are obviously very good at what you do so um it's difficult isn't it when you've been made redundant to not listen to that feedback yeah I think it's it was the whole like I understand you you we know what's happening like events aren't happening you know it's a horrible time for our industry business is business but obviously breaking someone down in the process was not right and especially for me I did not want to go back to where I was the year before yeah. mentally so it using what I'd done during that lockdown during the furlough period and building myself up and you know taking myself away like I didn't take myself away from the industry believe me you saw me online yeah. the entire time <laughs> um but you know we all learned what was important to us that year I mean I thought I was escaping the worst of COVID um not in that way but when else have we got to spend so much time with our families and um, I went I wasn't traveling for four months like that you know I went to see family um, yeah. I could not afford hotels for four months and <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was just with families for uh, family for four months um, and then I came back to try and build myself up some more and it's great and it's such an inspiring story and I, I hope that lots of listeners are taking something away from that and if we bring that into the sort of personal development um, theme um, you know you are all about your personal development now you've been at a, not a rock bottom I don't, you know I imagine it was close to being quite at the rock bottom and not being able to sort of get yourself out of bed and things each day must have been pretty tough on your, your mental health so you've pulled yourself out of that and you're really focusing on yourself now so talk to me about what you see as personal development what does that mean to you? So for me, it's definitely anything that improves your own life. Um, so for me, I think the first step was routine. Um, this obviously will sound bad, but like there were days where like I didn't wash my face or days where I didn't shower. Like it's very, very hard to pull yourself up. So some people might not be starting at that level, but for some people that are out there, you know, that's okay. Like, first of all, just get up. For me, it was setting um a sleeping pattern so trying to go to bed at like 10 10 30 waking up at six that doesn't mean like getting out of bed at that time but sort of just 
adjusting yourself into that and then you know working on the rest of it so like skills reading meditation exercise obviously you know this as well like all of this does help you mentally you know the release of endorphins getting out there for a walk for a run meditation for me like I have such a cluttered mind like even when I'm meditating I have like 300 things going oh you should do this this is a good idea oh my god that's a great content idea oh you need to email that person so for me I really need to I really try and switch off just because once you've cleared your brain you can then start fresh and you know what's going on and so for that and then it's just productivity and like being able to do things and get on with it so um obviously like reading definitely helps because you there's loads of amazing books out there um that help you with that and that have helped me and like i'm trying to pass on to people now and just working out what your priorities are what your intentions are for the day and then what your goals are basically so i think it starts with getting yourself into a nice routine and then setting yourself up for the future what you want to come from it basically I absolutely agree and that's it you know I like the way that you've approached personal development there as well because you are you're thinking really about the foundations of yourself aren't you and I think um what a lot of people do and especially if you work in a corporate company actually they see the word personal development plan and they think oh that's actually a, a plan to get me to where I need to go in what my career life my work life and, and progress in that life but actually personal development you know and as you've just described it there is much more about yourself isn't it it's about setting the foundation for you understanding yourself and, and understanding strengths and weaknesses so that you know what you need to work on and then hopefully that will help in your in your career because you'll be a, a much more stable person in your personal life would you agree yeah absolutely so I mean like uh, yeah I was at rock bottom um, and you know I think that is like the very very beginning so obviously if you're not there then jump up a few steps but if you are it's first taking care of yourself it is the whole mind body wellness and then focusing on like what you can develop career-wise professionally and um, and then personally outside of you and obviously like you know it's not about money it's about happiness and what's inside there like um there's the whole thing about you should be comfortable in your body. Like I 100% am. I'd still like to look better though, but that's just personally for me because I used to play hockey. I used to be quite fit. You know, I can't even run 5K now. So (laughs) these these are just things like I know I want to get back to, Um, but also not being so hard on yourself. Like this week I've had a couple of late starts um, just because I was up like an hour later, but that's okay. Cause I, I'm still like sort of awake. I'm still getting things done. I might not have worked out this morning, but I know I'll go for a run at lunchtime. And, and before I was going quite easy on myself, but now I'm like taking it up a bit more because I know I'm not afraid of failing anymore. So before I, I was afraid of failing, so I wouldn't do it. So I say I was going to work out like four times a week and I knew that wasn't going to happen so I just didn't do it it's like the whole new year's resolutions versus new year's intentions resolutions are like resolute you only have one chance to do them so that first hurdle when you failed that's it you've broken your resolution whereas if you set intentions you're being more mindful to be able to get to your goal and you take more steps to do that and you're more likely to succeed so if I say I'm going to I intend to work out 
more. I worked out seven days last week and I'm on day five this week. So, you know, it's happening. (laughs) And I love that. That is something everyone should think about, isn't it? It's the intention rather than the resolution. Absolutely. Because that failure piece, yeah, is quite disheartening, isn't it? So, yeah, absolutely. Love, absolutely love it. I'm going to remember that. (laughs) So, um, you know, we're talking a lot here about sort of mind, body, well-being. um, And, you know, a lot for a lot of people, I'm, I'm the same as you, I do enjoy the sort of healthier side of things and I think if I if I work out and look after myself then I can get on with my day and my job better and and just tackle the day in a better sort of mindset for a lot of people it might not be that mightn't it you know for for them for setting goals and things it might not be around you know the whole healthy well-being sort of setup Um, and you know goals are different for different people personal goals are different for different people so you know can you think can you give some sort of top tips around you know how do you tackle thinking about what sort of goals you want to set for yourself personally what sort of tips would you give around there yeah so goal setting so first of all (laughs) want to know what your goal is there's different aspects of life so you've got financial you've got career you've got social you've got environmental like where do you see yourself is it still in the UK is it going to be abroad and so on and then you basically break it down from there like the steps you're going to take to reach it but also I've actually um, started moving away from like the smart system of goal setting and I've moved on to the hard I can't remember off the top of my head who um, it's by but it's um, it basically I find it a lot more motivating because hard basically stands for heartfelt like you want to be like why like that is your motivation like how are you going to feel like when it's that done like what's your motivation behind it what's your reason for doing it and then the animated is like you just imagining yourself having achieved that goal so for me I want to do a live podcast live on stage at uh, International Convex so I am imagining myself like walking onto that stage full in a room full of people you know that's like you're animated so that is really picturing your goal and then it's uh, real realistic oh my gosh I've actually forgotten this yeah um and then just breaking it down and difficult and the steps that oh sorry required so the steps needed to do it and then difficult is these uh things that you need to learn to be able to do it and that is just four things that you need to do and I think the why is most important there's a thing where you say you need to ask what's important to you like why do you want to do something and then why it's important and then ask that question seven times and that's your full it's that's your full reason for doing it it's called like seven levels deep and that is basically where you find the motivation so this is personal professional anything I highly recommend like people like look into that way of thinking absolutely and I'm I'm mentally I'm looking searching around for a pen here because I want to write that down because that's incredible I love it um yeah I will send you my presentation please do (laughs) please do that ties in nicely with my next question actually because what you've talked about there is is passions really as well because you've got to know your why why are you doing this why are you setting yourself this goal and I do think perhaps that people fail in goals sometimes because actually they're not that passionate about it and it's coming for me it's about coming back to know yourself a little bit better know yourself know what you absolutely want out of life and and that's not everybody does not everybody knows exactly what they want but try and step yourself back 
back a little bit and, and work out what's quite important to you. Because then if you work out what's important to you, I feel like your goals, if you set those goals, you're going to achieve them more if you if they are super important to you. If someone else tells you, do you know what, um, you should be working out five times a week, but you don't truly believe that yourself, you're not going to do it, are you? Or whether, or if actually, do you know what, I'm a golfer and I want to win the next golf tournament and that's an absolute passion, then you're more likely to do that. Yeah, so like a great example of like um, smart versus hard is like attainable, anything's attainable, like yeah. why, why, you know, realistic, you know, anything can be realistic time bound one thing I say is like time bound is good because it gives you a set time frame yeah. but what is the difference of you completing your goal this year or in February next year you've still achieved it yeah. so whilst it may be this obviously doesn't work for everything you know like getting your Christmas presents out on time but you know <laughs> these are these are things um, and the other thing is like you need to have a why because otherwise it's just a bucket list thing yeah you know I'd Definitely. love to go to Bora Bora but just because I like travel, like that's more of a bucket list that isn't, you know, heartfelt, animated, like why I really want to be there. Yeah. That's just a bucket list thing. So I think when you are setting these goals, like if you want that promotion or if you want to move into a new um, sector or, you know, into a different part of the industry or if you want to set up on your own, you know, you've got to ask the reasons like why you have to find out deep inside why that matters to you and um, because that is your motivation and if you don't know what your motivation is it's not going to help you achieve your goals yeah completely agree and sometimes the 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 dream goal the big goal that's that's out there whatever that might be can feel really un unobtainable can't it sometimes and for me I you know we've all got hopefully all got those big dream goals that are, are unobtainable but you're sort of breaking it down aren't you you're going okay so to get there what I need to do is actually achieve this then this then this then this and then hopefully that will mean that I can do that so it's not just grabbing out for that dream goal is it it's working out the path towards that dream goal yeah and also don't be so strict with your time like you know yeah. everything can be done this week but like I so I've got a diary and I like time block my time but I know I'm not going to complete something in an hour um yeah I I'm still working on my productivity and focus like I I have like really good sprints of productivity I started writing a whole industry report last night mm -hmm. but <laughs> you know it, but it comes in waves so I know like if I'm forcing myself to do it I need to give myself some more time. Like if I'm putting together the sponsorship document, yeah, that's not going to be done in like an hour. Don't like, don't block your time off in hours. Like that's fine. Give yourself three hours, make sure you go for like a walk and a coffee break and, you know, give yourself more time, but work in shorter, more productive stints yeah. rather than just working full out through an hour. Yeah, absolutely. Because I find that, well, I think we all know that, don't we? If we all sit at our desk for three hours, you know, the productivity levels are not going to be great. Whereas if you do sort of half an hour, 45 minutes, take a little break, go make yourself a cup of tea, come back, you know, you feel revitalized, you're, you're more focused, you come back into it better. So yeah, absolutely, completely agree there. So you, you, you're like this little guru, aren't you, for personal development? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. So people are probably thinking, I need to know more. So, so how, you know, what sort of resources and um, tools are you using to sort of help with your personal development? Where can you direct people? 
just loads of books really yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. definitely I'd say for fitness there's so many YouTube videos there's lots of local personal trainers out there who will give you plans and they also need some if you want to support small business and can afford to definitely look into personal trainers in your area um, that's for fitness meditation I highly recommend Headspace oh, or yeah. Waking Up with Sam Harris they're both really good and um, then um, oh yeah and then in terms of everything else like I have Hospo Book Club you are more than welcome to join that and I am here to support you so Hospo Book Club is basically a a fortnightly book club we discuss one book per month in two sessions it's all to do with personal and professional development and it's a small supportive community around that so that's what I've started because of all my personal development and I want to help others and share that on as well and other than that just the events community I mean I met quite a few people online before my redundancy and then obviously after that you know everyone was online already and I think that's been amazing for the industry that we've been so so connected and it's been a lot of collaboration over competition which I'm a hundred percent down for like I'm loving the support because I think that's just such a beautiful thing that 2020 gave us and it's been really encouraging seeing everyone supporting each other people sharing job roles that they've also applied for to other people you know it's been a really really nice thing there's so many online communities for event professionals and I think just finding like find your tribe find find your event professionals online or join a community like Hospo Book Club you know it's it's really important and also listen to podcasts because I listen to event podcasts all the time I also listen to other podcasts but they're also really interesting and for personal development definitely listen to how to fail because that um that's just eye-opening but I also listen to events for breakfast and you know give me (laughs) some nuggets of information same with the events insight waves connect um, I don't listen to my own podcast because I listen to it when I edit it. So I don't <laughs> well, <I'm not laughs> no to listen yeah, to their own voice house, again. I'm not allowed to play it. Um, <laughs> and sometimes my other half will put it on Alexa um, and he'll just say, Alexa, play events for breakfast. And that's it. And then I'm like, get it off, get it off. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's awful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. And I think it's really, really great, like supporting each other and like all these, uh, what everything, everyone is doing is so different. Yeah. And they all have their specific niches. Oh, and one thing I forgot to say, like, which should be my mantra is like, just change your mindset. Once you change the way you look at things, like anything is possible. So in, I stopped thinking I have imposter syndrome. I still have it now. Like I'm too scared to send a pitch out, but you know, like I know I can do it. Um, and, you know, don't stop thinking of what other people are thinking about you. Cause I guarantee if like, you know there's one person thinking something bad there's probably five that you don't even know about that are fully like supporting you like there as well so Completely. yeah yeah I, I absolutely agree and I love that like you've talked about there are, there's so many events tribes on, online at the moment and it is finding your tribe and I think anyone that's that's thinking do you know what I can't talk to that person because they're a competitor no absolutely not there is room for everybody in this world everybody has got their niche like you've talked about you know and it's about embracing that my community is better for talking to another podcast host for example but I, I'm learning already we've talked about things that I'm going oh okay I need to learn about that you know and it will we, we are not nobody is a competitor we will all help each other and support each other and I think that's really really key definitely 
Absolutely. I've spoken to a lot of podcasters as well. I helped a friend set up an events podcast. We recorded her first episode last night. You know, there's like so many things. And I also, it's also the mindset of abundance. Like, don't think because someone else is doing it, I can't do it. Like, remember, there is enough out there for everyone. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there were, there absolutely is. There's one thing that you, before we're being super positive here and I don't want to bring it down, but there's one thing I just want to touch on that you mentioned, um, and that's about failure. So, and I, I've got someone quite close in my life actually that is scared to do things because they think they're going to fail and they stop themselves from doing it because they think I can't do that. I'm going to just fail at it. So rather than try it, I'm just not going to do it. Um, you know, and being human we all experience that in our lives at some point don't we and, and you talk about how it impacts you and i'm interested to know sort of how do you take that on board and, and what what sort of impact it does have on you so i've had so many failures in my life like i failed university because of mental health i failed my driving test like six times i have my license now i promise i'm a very safe driver <laughs> um like I've, yeah, I've failed a lot in my life, but also you just have to think like, okay, if I fail, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Can I live with that? Yeah. So just do it. Like for me, what's the worst that can happen if I send that pitch? They say no. Okay, fine. Move on next person. Or, you know, mindset of abundance. This might not be the opportunity now, but it might be, you know, a couple of months down the line, a year later. So yeah. Failure is a part of life. And I don't think failure is us failing. It's us learning. Yeah, agree. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it is tough if someone says no for whatever reason. Then, it, you know, for that for that five minutes afterwards, you are sort of like, oh, crikey, what have I done wrong? And is it me? And do I need to give up what I'm trying to do and things? But actually, take yourself away, go for a walk or something and then come back and go, right, what can I learn from that? Definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody is not right for certain situations or not right for certain events or whatever but there will be your your path out there definitely so just just try again that is it's the best way isn't it just go again <laughs> yeah and there. also I think we also need to like take time to process what has happened as well yes. so like if you need to get down get down like uh, my when I found out I was I, I was actually being re- made redundant I did not leave my bed for two days I cried for two days straight you know like that was really really hard for me like having you know I'd put so much focus in trying to build my career and you know but actually like redundancy I actually turned out to be the best thing for me I mean still don't have a job but in terms of the relationships I've developed the things that I've accomplished since then it's absolutely been fantastic and the people I've met you know it's just amazing like I would never have met you I would never have met like I won't even name them because it would take like forever to name everyone but it's absolutely amazing so yeah take that moment and also speak to someone about it like I would not have got through with it like if I did not have my best friends on the other side telling me it's okay it's okay okay now get up yeah exactly you're right and it's okay to stay in bed for two days if you need to or it's okay to just sit and play on your games or whatever it is whatever you needed to just process and take that time do it absolutely agree 
final question for you is around sort of personal branding. And we've talked about the fact that you've mm-hmm. built this wonderful brand online um, and it's, you know, you've shown yourself to be that sort of industry insight and quite respected in the, in the community now. Um, how important do you think that online brand is for an, a young professional, events professional nowadays? I've seen lots of people sort of setting up their Instagrams and things. How much time and effort do you think people should be putting into this? Well, first of all, can I just say I'm so humbled when people say this about me because I do not think this at all of myself (laughs) and I've been asked about this before. Um, So it's a tough one because like I'm not in in a position to like employ anyone at the moment. Like, you know, I'm not actively working as such in that way. So I couldn't give a perspective in that way. But I think it's really good because the one thing I've learned during all of this is visibility and it is staying visible online. Um, yes you may have accomplishments and probably there's going to be a recruiter out here that's going to tell me otherwise I'm so sorry Robert um, that you know what have you done in this time I'm sure if you've got this achievement and this achievement like you've got two candidates with the same achievement but one's you know got all this branding obviously that sort of sets them apart I don't know how important it is for young people at the moment but I think we are going to have a big events boom towards the end of the year when I'm not going to speculate but whenever things are allowed to open up there's going to be a big boom for like freelancers and you know so I think it's important to get noticed right now um, and have that branding out there and just have that visibility because then people know who you are and you know you're staying visible and they're like oh we need someone to do this oh I know a couple of people like on Instagram you know that could probably do it so I think it is important in that respect um, to stay visible, to leverage opportunities in the future. Whether recruiters will agree with me, I don't know. Um, but it opens but conversations, I, doesn't it? It does. You know, if you're posting things online and you're and you're sharing things, then people you're connecting with people um, and you're you're sharing insights. You are you're building networks. You know, because if you're commenting on other people's stuff and they're commenting back, and you're you're sharing, you know, you're you're making friends and networks and things like you say. So you're visible. The other thing for me that I think is really key is we we are living in an long online world, um, and, and as we go forward, yes, live events are going to come back. We know that. Yes, can't wait and I absolutely can't wait but I do think there'll be more uptake on more virtual and hybrid events still going forward you know for those international events people are going to be going we are going to need that virtual arm there so you're showing your skills if you're building your online presence you are showing your skills on in that digital world and that digital sort of scope aren't you that you are have got the skills to do to work within the events profession online and I do think that's a good tool to have in your armory So funnily enough, obviously everyone is talking about this new app called Clubhouse. There's a lot of American event professionals on there. Um, I am not ashamed to admit I spent eight hours on there yesterday. I'd like to call myself almost an expert on it now. You must be. Um, But just being in rooms with a couple of Americans, we've been talking just on different topics, especially virtual hybrid engagement. Um, And one of the things, A, I think, there's always going to be a virtual slash hybrid element now on, especially for accessibility. Um, I think that's very, very key, very, very important. If you take a 3D industry event, for example, you could probably go around all the exhibitors in two days and there's a talk on the third day. You don't want to travel back in for one talk. 
I'd, I'd rather do it online. So there's that. Um, but also it's so important because talking to an American event professional, I'm now on their list of contacts of people in the UK because they've got a global client and they're always looking for virtual hosts in the UK time zone. So and that was just from being online yesterday so you know it's so important because you are getting these connections and and you know I've had like a couple of online speaking opportunities podcast opportunities and think that's really really key as well because you never know where it's going to lead you yeah I agree completely and speaking of Robert I'm interviewing him in a couple of weeks so I'll ask him his thoughts on this (laughs) see what he says (laughs) I'm so sorry I apologize in advance (laughs) um just to finish off then because you know you've got a great journey and you've got some great enterprises going on you know your book club your podcast you've got all sorts there that we really are cheering you on for how can people find out about you I want people to find you so how can they find you oh so I have like social media for all three things so the easiest way is if you just head to Instagram and my handle is events Narmeen in my bio I already have linked all the Instagrams for the book club Desert Island Events so the book club I should say is called Hospo Book Club the podcast is Desert Island Events and my website which also has links to their websites is narmeencameron.com amazing narmeen it's been absolutely a pleasure thank you so much for being with us today thank you so much for having me kelly it's been absolutely amazing to share all of this with you oh you're very welcome wow 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 how are you feeling after that quite inspiring wasn't it i think we covered a lot of ground there and discussed all sorts of things from you know mental well-being to how to set yourself goals how to deal with failure and I really hope there's a couple of nuggets there that you took away to just digest and think about for the future. Now I think it's going to be one of those episodes isn't it that you perhaps go back and listen to again because there was so much there so much content to think about and hopefully help some of you guys as you set goals and and your own aspirations. And if you heard something in the episode that you want to find out more about, then, you know, you can reach out to me. I'm Kelly Frew on all the socials and I run my business Storymaker Events, which you'll find again on all the socials or at my website storymakerevents.com. And it's cheeky request time. So if you are really enjoying the podcast, then please do rate me on the podcast provider, whichever one you use. Give me a cheeky five star rating and let's just promote this podcast as much as possible and grow our little community. So that's it for this week. I really do hope you enjoyed today's episode. I have got some fantastic guests lined up and some of them I've actually already recorded in the bag, ready to share with you over the next few weeks. Keep listening and I will be back very, very soon with more. Take care, guys. Bye.